Welcome back to Lindsay Live. Happy new school year. It's time to get back into our learning environments and continue the work of developing self-directed lifelong learners. If we hope to succeed in this mission, shifting the mindset of our learners may prove our most important accomplishment. We won't be successful unless we model and impart to our learners a growth mindset. In contrast to a fixed mindset, where one believes that their success is predetermined by uncontrollable outside factors such as innate intelligence or environment, a learner who possesses a growth mindset understands that they determine their own success and can improve themselves based on decisions they make. How many times have you heard a learner say, I'm not good at math, or I can't spell? How many times have we, as adults, fallen into this same trap? It's much easier to look at someone who has achieved success and credit it to some sort of special ability or advantage than it is to reflect on the steps we could take to achieve it for ourselves. We refer to this if-only-I frame of thinking as a fixed mindset. Allowing a fixed mindset to manifest and affect our actions can have detrimental effects on our ability to persevere and grow as learners, as educators, and as human beings. To overcome this mentality, we work hard to maintain a growth mindset and reflect that approach to our learners. A learner with a growth mindset believes that through hard work, goal setting, and repetition, they can grow their skill set and improve in all aspects of their education and their life. When learners believe they can grow their competencies, they have greater motivation and higher achievement than learners who believe their abilities are fixed. In Lindsay, we have specific learning targets within the personal sphere of lifelong learning to help each learner adopt a growth mindset and carry it with them when they leave the classroom. It starts with the language we use in our learning environments. It may seem harmless to tell someone, you're really smart, or you're great at math, but these types of statements actually support a damaging fixed mindset. Attributing a learner's success to their natural skills or intelligence can easily overshadow the effort and perseverance they put in to achieve that success. When we receive praise for our talents, we tend to adopt those specific areas of achievement as part of our identity, instead of crediting ourselves for our ability to learn and grow in a skill through hard work. A better verbal praise for success might sound something like, you did a great job, I can tell you worked hard on that. Or, you've shown tremendous improvement, keep up the good work. It's important that we positively and publicly reinforce this mindset, as doing so creates a positive growth mindset identity for our learners. In order to build a culture of growth mindset, we must take the time to know our learners. We believe that learning is a process, and every individual learner will approach that process with a different learning style and in a different time frame. It's imperative that we understand this and help our learners create goals and learning plans that complement their position within this process. A key component in establishing a growth mindset is building relationships with our learners and understanding their zone of proximal development which is the area in which the level of rigor is difficult enough to stretch their abilities, 
but not unreachable. If learning is not challenging, learners become bored and begin to develop a false sense of confidence. They may begin to anticipate that all learning will come easily, which can set them up to believe that they are just not good at something when they're presented with an actual challenge in the future. On the other hand, problems that are impossible for our learners to achieve may convince them that mastery is impossible no matter how hard they work. They will begin to compare themselves with successful learners who seem to achieve with less effort, crushing the opportunity to develop a growth mindset. Effective educators understand our learners' abilities and interests and help them chart a plan for success that is both achievable and challenging. Joining us on today's podcast are Kayla Mendonca, Brandy Quintero, and Brian Montejano. Brandy is a high school learning facilitator who has worked in Lindsay for 13 years and has been with us through the entirety of our transition to the performance-based system. Kayla has worked as a kindergarten learning facilitator in the performance-based system for eight years. And Brian is a Lindsay graduate from the class of 2015. He is currently attending the University of Laverne and hopes to pursue a career in education. As always, our guests will have tons of insight into the strategies and benefits behind building a growth mindset culture. So don't miss what they have to say. Stay tuned to Lindsay Live. I think that having a growth mindset is being motivated to learn and never giving up. So if you face an obstacle that is hard to overcome, you can either overcome the obstacle and keep going or you can you can just give up and have a and have a fixed mindset about it. And I've attached a quote to this that says, the only difference between possible and impossible is the person's will to get it done. This quote motivated me because when I face an obstacle and I think that I can never do it, I just think of this and I can just get past it. Growth mindset means to me that if you want to accomplish something, you never give up and you keep on trying. Like if you want to be able to read, finish all your math, you have to keep on practicing and believe in yourself. Like say, if I, uh, if I practice, I can meet my goal. And right here, I found a quote that inspires me for growth mindset. It's, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep on moving forward. And that inspired me because you, it doesn't matter how slow you go, as long as you have a growth mindset telling you that you can meet your goal. And so that's what growth mindset means to me. That was Brandon Rios and Sofia Martinez Meza, two Lindsay learners sharing what growth mindset means to them. Special thanks to them for sharing with us. And welcome back. Thank you for joining us here on Lindsay Live. We're happy to be back on the air starting off the new school year with Kayla Mendonca, Brandy Quintero, and Brian Montejano. Thank you guys for joining me for today's panel discussion on growth mindset. As we begin the new year, we have to start off by building a growth mindset culture in our learning environment. Kayla, for kindergartners, this might be an entirely new concept. So how do you go about building that culture with them? 
So to start in kindergarten, we talk about what growth mindset is. For them, they don't really grasp the whole concept of um, growth mindset, but the more we talk about it and the more I model it and the more if a learner says, I don't know how to do that, I always follow it with yet. We don't know how to do that yet. So they know that we're gonna just keep working on it and we're gonna keep working on it until we get it. I try to use the language that all the other content levels are using, but I have to just break it down a little bit for kindergartners to grasp it. So if they don't really get it, then I'll draw a picture and model, this is what this looks like, this is what this means, and we kind of just build from there. Brandy, you work with high school level learners, so by the time they get to high school, they should have a pretty solid grasp of the language, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're always familiar with growth mindset language or have fully adopted it. So how does that culture building process look at the high school level? I think sometimes what can happen with high schoolers is we still have LFs who are learning facilitators who are learning the process and we make mistakes and sometimes we own up to them and sometimes we don't. And so sometimes you can get high schoolers who are a little bit jaded with their growth mindset. They'll say, yes, we've talked about Mm -hmm. it, but are you really going to be one of those LFs who follows through with it and says it? And so um, I try to decorate my room in a way that when they walk in, I want them to say, wow, number one. But I also put phrases because they can read already. Um, I decorate with phrases around my room. So um, I have one that's from Buddha. Each morning we are born again. What we do today is what matters most. And I reference those throughout the day. I have a poster that says, well, what happens after we fail? Okay, we just failed, guys. What happens? And you know, and I bring those posters back to their mind. I like to greet learners or say goodbye to learners with things like, "How's your brain going to grow today? How did your brain grow today?" And they, you know, at the, at the beginning, they're kind of looking at me like, "My brain grew." Yeah, our brains grow every single day. Or, "Did you push your limits today?" Or, "How am I going to push your limits today? How are you going to push your limits today?" And so, just being intentional with the language that I'm using with them. I intentionally call out my own mistakes, especially in the first couple of days when I'm messing up names. I stop them and I say, no, I am going to learn your name because they like to say, oh, you can just call me so-and-so. That's what everybody says because my name's hard to say. And I'll come back. No, I want to say your name. So let's work with it. I can do this if you help me. And I, I also start the year off very intentional with team building activities that call out growth mindset. So this year we started with some fairy tales and they had to identify which character had a growth mindset, which one had a fixed, and then they had to switch the language in it. And I'm like, yeah, now you just made the troll sound all positive, right? Is the troll ever positive? No, but you made him sound positive because you changed the language. So it might seem like a real simple activity for high schoolers, um, fairy tales, but it's something they all can remember with some type of passion and enjoyment because it's from when they were little. And, um, And then I also give feedback on the simple tasks. So you did a reflection, I'm giving you feedback. Take that feedback, how are we gonna make it better? And then they get the chances to revise. So so those are just some of the like intentional things I do at the beginning of the year. Okay, now allow me to dig a little deeper into your fairy tale example. You said that we notice changes in the way the characters sound, but do the learners also rewrite the stories so that the results change to reflect the potential outcome of approaching these situations with a growth mindset? That's what we did. So the first day, they just had to identify who had a fixed mindset, um, grandmother or Little Red Riding Hood. Well, Little Red Riding Hood had a growth mindset because she's like, well, I can't go there. There's the wolf. I'm going to go there. I can't go there. There's the wolf. I'm going there. So they just had to identify it. And then today we did the Billy, three Billy Goats Gruff. And so we had the troll. 
and in this particular rewrite, the troll was saying, it can't happen. You're never going to make it over. And the Billy Goat's Gruff were like, yeah, we can. So then they switched it up and they made the troll a growth mindset and the Billy Goats a fixed and the Billy Goats got eaten. They didn't make it over because they got <laughs> fixed. <laughs> and so they were able to be like, yeah, the Billy Goats, you know, they were kind of excited that the Billy Goats got eaten. But then we had, were able to have the reflection time afterwards, which is huge for the kids to reflect like, okay, you're not a billy goat. You're not going to get eaten, really. But what's going to happen to you if you just give up and you don't push forward to that next step? And then they stop. They're like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to I'm not going to see success. And so something simple with fairy tales with high schoolers, but they still really react really well to it. Brian, just a couple of years ago, you were one of those high schoolers here at Lindsay High School. Did having a growth mindset help you rewrite your own story? Tell us about how that mindset shift affected you. You know, I definitely think that having a growth mindset helped me succeed not only here at the high school, but in my college career as well, in my professional career, in terms of like the work environment. In my time, growth mindset was kind of mentioned, but it wasn't as big as it was now. So something that is definitely, for example, um, where it's helped me out in is I worked for the housing department at my university and I got promoted to a higher position, which is similar to like a resident assistant. So I kind of help supervise the front desk workers. The way I got there is because in high school I was always taught, you know, don't settle for the knowledge that you do have. Always reach for more. Always try to learn more about anything that you're interested in. So my mindset going into the job was I want to learn as much as I can so that way if I'm faced with any tough situations, I have the knowledge to help me succeed. And because of that, you know, I gained more knowledge than the rest of my coworkers and I was able to help them out and it resulted in me getting promoted. So, you know, I, I have a little bit more responsibility and I feel like that's a result from learning here. How about you, learning facilitators? Do you see any parallels in what you're building with your learners to your day-to-day -day lives? I think it definitely changes my day-to-day -day life. I now have two little boys, and so I find myself using things like that with them. I, I ask my four-year-old, he goes to preschool. How did your brain grow today? And he's so excited. My, I played today and it grew my brain, you know, and so he's already using that language mm -hmm. and he is going to actually feed into his kindergarten teacher's going to love him when he comes into <laughs> kindergarten because yes. he's going to know about his brain being able to grow. I'm also running a race. I've been starting to run. And so I'll put that up for my learners. <laughs> Look where I started. Oh my goodness, I barely could run a mile and I thought that was amazing. And I didn't know how I was ever gonna run 13 miles. But look, I did this and, and I just pop up my fitness pal and they can see like the things I've changed. They can see the weight. I, I mean, I'm just honest with them about it all. And they can see all the things that I input into there and they can see it growing and they can see it decreasing. And, and they're like, wow, you've done that in eight months. I'm like, yes, because I set goals. I made mistakes. I came back. Okay, what did I eat that day? And, you know, and I've had some of those conversations with them. And so they're able to see me modeling it in the way I do things, but it's also impacted me outside of the learning environment. As for me, I think it relates to lifelong learning just outside of the classroom because part of a growth mindset is having an open mind, being patient, and looking at things from different perspectives. For me, you know, I've lived in Lindsay most of my life, so moving out to Los Angeles for school um, was something really big for me, and it was a huge transition. Because of my journey, you know, coming into high school, uh, I was behind pace in math. I was behind pace in English. I kind of had to adapt that growth mindset early on into my high school career about working hard. Like I mentioned, having patience. So 
you know, you struggle a lot. But if you're very persistent, very positive, you know, there's nothing that you can't do once you set your mind to it. And outside of the classroom, you know, it's helped me as well because recently I've been having car trouble. So I've been working on my cars and you kind of start to get frustrated when you can't figure out what's wrong. So taking a step back, being able to compose yourself and look at it, look at it from a different perspective, you know, you start to see a lot of things that you haven't seen before, things that you don't pay attention to because when you're stressed, your mind narrows and it's, it's hard to perceive things the way they are. Sometimes the learners don't understand that the brain is a muscle and that it can grow. And, and so what you're talking about, um, I used to start it at the beginning of the year and now I've changed it to where I kind of revisit it more towards like the first or second month of school. But I teach them about the hippocampus, the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. And if anybody's listening that really knows how to pronounce those, I'm sorry if I don't. I'm not a scientist. But it's about how the amygdala, your emotional part of the brain, can hinder you from being able to put knowledge into your prefrontal cortex. And so we have conversations with kids. And I've actually started using Daniel the tiger with him. He says, mad, mad, mad. It helps to say you're mad. Well, I, I work with that with kids. It helps to say you're mad. It helps to say you're frustrated to get that out so that it's not buried inside you. That way we work through those emotions. Your prefrontal cortex can now think, and now we can work through the problem. But if your frustration level is so high, your amygdala is blocking that prefrontal cortex, nothing's going to go into your thinking. And, and again, they're high school students, but some of them, they're like, there's a reason for my frustration. There's a reason there's a block here. And just teaching them the science about the way the brain works and then and how the um, neuroplasticity works and how those all those pieces go together, it, it, it is a game changer for some of them because they've always just thought, well, I just have a temper. Okay, you do. Well, now let's talk about what your temper does actually to the rest of your learning that's going on. And, and let's just stop and think about that for a second. And so when they can come into my class and know, I'm having a bad day. Do you mind if I just chill for a few minutes? And I say, yeah, because then you're going to learn better. They feel addressed as a learner recognized as a learner and where they are and then their learning increases mm -hmm. and it helps them with major life skills for after now hold on a second brandy you just dropped a pretty big word on us there neuroplasticity can you explain what that is and how it can benefit learning neuroplasticity is the whole idea that your neurons can change basically shape they, they can change the way they make connections they develop over time too so the neuroplasticity of a of, of I have a visual and I can't remember the exact young age but the neuroplasticity of like a newborn versus the neuroplasticity of a 25 year old is is looks different I have a, a video that I show the kids and we they walk through and they're like oh so my brain's not supposed to be thinking about that or making those connections already I'm like no you're at a stage where those neurons are still making connections. And w even once you've made those connections, we can reconnect them. So maybe you've been practicing wrong. We do this whole thing of practice doesn't make perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. Like you, if, if you're going to play an instrument and you practice it wrong all the time, I don't care if you spent 50 hours practicing it, you're going to have a bad performance. So we practice things in here because we're reconnecting those neurons and we're reshaping the way our brain thinks about things and if you've been thinking about something for such a long period of time there's just natural pathways your brain just automatically wants to go that way it's why we can drive home without even realizing we got home like did i stop back there i think i stopped i hope i stopped well we can do that because the neurons have fired that way so often 
We don't have to think about it anymore. So you have the conversation with the kids. Your brain's been firing this other way for a really long time. So we got to fix it. And it's going to take a lot of a lot of practice. And I'm going to stop you so that we do it right. So that we fix the way those neurons are firing and the pathways that they're all traveling down. Sometimes we think kids can't grasp those concepts. They're not neurologists, neurosurgeons, can't grasp it. But it's, there's a lot of videos out there. There's even more now. I remember when I first started Googling like six, seven years ago, there was hardly anything out there. Now there's so much out there. You just Google and you're going to find a video that probably for your age level to be able to show them, hey, this is what the brain's doing. This is what your brain is doing. You're 15. This is what your brain is doing. And it's an important concept for them to know so that they understand that they, you know, there's stages and you don't have to be perfect. Some of their parents probably regret it. <laughs> my teacher said my brain's not firing that way yet. <laughs> but, you know, it's true. I um, had a conversation with my son, my husband the other day. We don't know what a four-year-old looking, playing soccer is supposed to look like. He didn't play it when he was four. I didn't play it when I was four. We don't know what a four-year-old. He might be doing perfectly fine, you know. And so sometimes our parents, you know, they don't know that, hey, a 15-year-old's supposed to make those kind of mistakes. It's part of life. Right. So. We see this modeled all the time for learners who are falling behind or need to make adjustments. And it can be pretty obvious in those situations. But it's also important that we model a growth mindset for our advanced learners or our fast-running learners too, right? So... How might we approach that situation? I think the advanced learner, it's really easy for them to think they've arrived and that there's no place else to go. Um, and so understanding that there's always next steps. Now, you might not be ready for them yet. And I actually was telling them this today. I have a class that are going to, they're in the Academy of Health Science. They're planning on going to college. And at the end of last year, some of their feedback to me was there were times that they felt stressed out by the feedback that I gave them. And so I told them, I said, I don't want you to be stressed out about the feedback. Just understand, even if you're getting a four, there is always a next a level for you. You're wanting to take COS English as an 11th grader. There is a next level for you. But if you feel you're not ready for it yet, you just want to stay there for a little bit and just be satisfied with that, that's okay. But we can't stay there for very long because there is always a next level for us. There is always something else. If you've met your goals, so this year I have in three places in my room, it says set goals, reach goals, make new goals. Set goals, reach goals, make new goals. And so we've talked about it this year that you can set goals and make them and and you want to maybe stay for a couple weeks. It's just that feeling of making them. But then you got to set a new one. And what's that going to look like for you? And, And so they're still you're still pushing them. But I think there is also that piece that you have to let them just be happy in a moment for their success before you push them the mm-hmm. next step. Because I, I think that's what the kids were telling me is like, we got a four, but then you told us we need to, we could do something else. And they just wanted to embrace the four for a little bit. So I think that's the difference is let them embrace it for a little bit and then push them on so that they're not feeling stressed out that they always have to be moving on. There's always the students that are at different levels. I have personal experience with being one of the learners that was a little more behind than others. So I think just part of the of the journey of having this mindset and trying to traverse through all these subjects is patience because I always felt stressed out or I had trouble with school because I would put myself down. You know, I'm not as moving as fast as these other students and something that 
I feel is beneficial for them to know is, you know, you don't always have to compare yourself to others. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody learns differently. They have their own style, whether it's visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. That's something that the learning facilitators here at Lindsay High School do very well is they adapt to different students' learning styles and help them reach their goals. As far as the lower content levels go, we try and model those things for all the learners, but especially the higher learners. In my learning environment, we're really big on goal setting and we're really big on reaching those goals and celebrating those successes with the learners. But it's also, I also try and teach that mindset of some people may learn a little slower than others and that's okay. We can help them. We can be their mentor. We can be their friend. And so we're all reaching goals all at the same time. And so it's just making that base foundation so when they get to the high school and they get to older content levels, they have that background and they have that base to build on and move forward. When you were saying that the other kids come in and help, I was just thinking we're building the rubric for our code of cooperation right Mm -hmm. now. And what was interesting is this year's group of students have actually, they did it. I I don't build it. They actually have uh, our mindset and how we treat others is one of the sections of our rubric this year. And they were bringing in that if you want a four on this rubric, when you see somebody struggling, you need to help them. And, And so I think that's something that we miss out on a lot is the empathy part. And and we can see it in society, a lack of empathy. And so, you know, you've got a learner that's advanced, making progress. They're most likely going to be a leader somewhere. And so having them stop, okay, you've arrived, look back, pull somebody else up along with you. Mm -hmm. That whole empathy piece is, and it it looks like our learners are starting to push us there. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're putting it in their rubric. Yeah, let me reach back and grab my friend and help them up. And that's going to create a better society overall when they can do that. And and they're recognizing that, hey, I'm proficient. Now I'm advanced because I've been able to reach back and pull somebody up with me. Yeah. It's changing the way learners interact with each other. But do you notice it changing the way you interact with them? At the high school level, you get QM folders that follow them up. You can look on the attendance record and little stars appear next to their name that you know they've had some kind of plan before with behavior attendance and it's and it's really easy I think sometimes at the secondary level to say oh here comes so and so I can see their record (laughs) I've actually stopped looking at some of their QM folders because I don't want to know about them but they were last year I might go look later if I'm having difficulties reaching something but I just let them come in and I'm like I don't know you what are you going to be this year? What are you going to do this year? And so that models the growth mindset. So I think it's helped me be more positive and open-minded to them. And I've really started in the last couple of years. I mean, I know we started nine years ago, but I think in the last couple of years, it's just really sank into me. They're just, they're learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really are learning. They're 13, they're 14. They're not supposed to have this all figured out. Even we're not supposed to have this all figured out. That's why it's called the journey of life. And so I think I could get a little emotional right now, but I think it's just, it's helped me look at him and say, you know what? (sighs) You drove me nuts today, (laughs) but we're going to stop. We're going to figure this out and we're going to work through it. And I have those conversations with them. And and I think when they see that I'm willing to dig in it with them and that I'm not leaving them behind. So, I mean, the growth mindset ties into our whole philosophy. I'm not leaving you behind because you can learn and we're going to make sure we get there. And we're just working in tandem um, back and forth together. It just made me look at them in a whole new light. It's just like literally this vessel that we're filling up and we can fill it up with good things and them understanding that they can prove or, or we can fill it up with negative things and they leave thinking, I can't be successful. 
And so I've had success stories that people come back and you pushed me and now look where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's awesome, you know? And so it's, 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 it's shifted my whole teaching. Um, it shifted the way I give feedback, everything. As a, you know, content level K, you come in and you don't really have that background. You don't really have the understanding of the learners, but I greet my learners as they are. They come how they come and we start from day one and we grow from there. Just building those strong relationships so they're able to take in the lifelong learning and the growth mindset. And it's okay if we make mistakes. I make mistakes, you make mistakes. I'm really transparent with my learners. So if something goes totally wrong in a lesson, I'm open. Like, you know what guys? just going to stop because that really didn't work right now, but we're going to try it again later. We're going to come back and we're going to fix it because that's, you know, how we work. We, if something's wrong, we stop and we fix it and then we move on and we make it better. And so I think just that constant modeling, that constant reminder and just showing them what a good growth mindset looks like and good lifelong learning skills and just building that foundation. So when they get to other content levels, they're able to say that. I actually have a learner who's was really advanced in kindergarten and he is now in a one-two combo and he took growth mindset to the next level so by the end of the year last year he was able to tell anybody who walked in my room this is my growth mindset this is what I'm working on I didn't do this very well but I'm working on this and this you know this is this is my journey to get to the next level and he was just amazing and totally grasped the um, growth mindset and connected it to anything he could connect it to and actually took it outside school and his mom would tell me, you know, he did this today. I didn't know he could do that. And it's just amazing to see that they're taking it to the next level as a five-year-old. I, I want to go back to what Brandy said about not looking at what students were like before they got to high school. Because as I mentioned before, I came in behind pace in, in seventh and eighth grade. I was that troublemaker student who always gave the teacher a hard time, never paid attention, never did their work. When you see a learning facilitator kind of demonstrate that growth mindset, it makes you think like, wow, you know, maybe I I should mature and I should start applying myself. And she also mentioned, you know, building those strong relationships. I think that's something that's tremendously important when it comes to education, because if you see as a student, you see that a learning facilitator facilitator is taking interest in your life, um, what's going on with you, you start to build that relationship and you start to feel like a sense of loyalty, almost like you owe it to them to try your best because they're doing, you know, all this extra work to get to know you, to help you learn the way that's best for you. So, you know, it, it creates this mutual feeling of respect and comfortability. And that's something that I think learners need in order to strive academically because that was something that was created for me. I had a a learning facilitator who took an interest in my life, you know, took the time to get to know what was going on at home, whether I was stressed, you know, how I was feeling every day she would come in and ask, how are you doing today? And it made me feel really good. It made me feel, you know, comfortable, calm. And as we mentioned before, you know, when you're stressed, when there's things going on, your mind kind of closes up. And so being able to have that comfortable environment where you could come in and just know that you're cared for does wonders for students. Part of our strategic design says that mistakes are an inherent part of the learning process. I think sometimes we take that to learning, like learning English, learning math, or you're going to make mistakes, but it's also behavior. And I think a lot of times parents, unfortunately, will, oh, you're horrible, you know, and, and come down on the kid. And so the kid expects that to happen in the classroom. 
I just did something. All right. I know you're you're ready mm-hmm. to come down on me. And so when I was a learning facilitator and, you know, I talked to him like, did, did you mean to do that? And, and, and once I taught them the things, I'm like, or was your amygdala like keeping your prefrontal cortex from working? And they'll look at me and they'll kind of, it brings some levity to the moment. And they realize that I'm willing to help them work through whatever it is that happened. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would just tell them, I'm like, hey, it was an accident. The whole class was ready for me to go off on the kid. I mean, a kid actually knocked over my bookshelf yesterday. And the whole class looks at me like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, first, are you okay? And then, hey, what, what happened? And I give him a chance to explain. He's like, I just leaned on it. I'm like, okay, no big deal. Let's pick it up, fix it. And, and the kids, but I know for this learner, I probably got a whole lot of buy-in. I didn't get mad at him. I didn't immediately assume he tried to do something wrong. It was like, hey, it just all over you know and so I think this whole growth mindset piece of it is when you're teaching you're giving kids that opportunity to be kids in every aspect and they don't have to be perfect I mean some of the kids were putting always on the rubric for a level four and I looked at one class I'm like well I can't be in this class anymore I said I can't always do that Mm -hmm. I said there's no way and and so then we started talking and having a discussion okay so when you don't bring your materials can you still be a level four yeah, if we don't disrupt others, okay. You didn't bring your materials, but you come in and you figure out something else to work on. That can be a level four. So even though they're in high school and they've worked with growth mindset, you're still working on this concept of you don't ever arrive. You don't ever have to be perfect. I mean, that's a lot of stress to put on your life mm-hmm. to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when I'm having that conversation with the kids, they're like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And, and then you see them like fixing, adjusting the rubric. And it's not to make the rubric easier. It's to make it actually doable livable yeah perfect well thank you all for joining me today thanks for having us yes thank you Kayla Mendonca Brian Montejano and Brandy Quintero everyone happy to have them on the show today and happy to have you back again as a listener here on Lindsay Live if you haven't already make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud so we can bring you another year of exciting content and engaging discussion from real live Lindsay learners, learning facilitators, and stakeholders. Until next time, you're listening to Lindsay Live. <laughs>